Good morning, and welcome to Lopes on Movies. My name is Joey Lopes, and today I am joined, as always, pretty much, by Connor. Good morning. Hey, Connor, how you doing? What's going on? What's uh, what's happening in, in your world these days? Well, hmm, water main burst, like, just I hear, I heard about that. that long ago, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, right around me, so we are in a state of emergency here, and we're supposed to get snow, I guess, it, not too 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 long from now a little bit so uh oh man very poor timing for a uh, a water main to to burst you know yeah it's not it's not the it's not, not the, the best, best. No. not but the you best could, situation you would stay locked inside and you could watch a movie that's true it's always a silver lining you know whenever there's you can't go out there's always movies to keep you company on your television screens um I mean, I, that's basically what I did this weekend, but I did not watch a movie that I haven't seen before. Instead, I watched my new pristine Blu-ray copy of Decision to Leave, the mm. Park Chan-wook film from earlier last year that uh, we talked about, loved, favorite movie of the year, no question about it. Feels like pretty much nobody's seen it, and it kind of makes me sad. Um, well, nobody, yeah, ha- yeah. not as many people saw it here. I think, you know... I- I saw something crazy that it that it like hopefully that's wrong, but it only made like two million dollars like in the U.S. Like can that be can that be right? I mean, it was a very limited release in the in the U.S. in terms of like theatrical, so it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me that much. Yeah, hmm. I don't know. I feel like Mubi, the you know the the distributor of this one, Mubi, the streaming service. I feel like they. Uh, you know, the, 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 all power to them. Their heart's in the right place, uh, but maybe not their their business sense. Uh, not not to, I mean, I, I don't know anything about this. I, I don't want to criticize them. I just feel like this is a movie that deserves a bigger, I don't know if release is the right word, but I, I would have expected a movie like this to get more seen by people or, you know, get, get that kind of like word of mouth treatment that it just kind of wasn't able to get because I don't really think it was very accessible uh, yeah. for a, l- a large part of the year. And I'll know, tell you, when I, it, saw it, you know. when I saw it in the theater, though, like, it, there wasn't a, a seat empty. <laughs> like, every seat was packed, and there wasn't that many showings. Like, I sure. think... I, I still think, because this happens every once in a while, I really think that the, the theater, like, distribution or whatever... They don't realize what they have in some things, and they don't really understand which movies to give all a lot of showings to. Like I remember, Decision to Leave had like two showings for like a, a couple for like one day, and then yep. like at seven o'clock or like a ten or or something like that. And then you know they, they'll have like nineteen showings of like Ant Man like three, and yep, no yep, one's yep. going to see that right now. Like they don't need nineteen of those. But then those, I mean, those yeah. like I mean, people those, are going to see it. Does that doesn't mean they need to have nineteen showings? They don't need of to have it. nineteen. They don't need to have nineteen showings worth. Maybe they just have to have. They can have eleven. But that means that there's yeah, eight yeah, right. that's for other movies. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just I don't get it because this is when I saw a Decision to Leave. It was packed theater and everyone was enjoying it and was totally into it. Uh, so I don't I, I don't really understand. Uh, well, to that point, I did read something, and this again, this you know. I haven't looked into this very thoroughly. It's just you know, browsing Twitter, things that you see. I think that there were like a, a decent amount of like 
counter programming type movies that did you know for for what people would consider surprisingly well in this day and age like a man called Otto apparently did pretty well and made a a decent buck for what it was um that that George Clooney um uh the the movie him and uh oh the one that i saw what was her name julia roberts yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, that that movie did pretty well apparently ticket to paradise ticket to paradise Paradise. Paradise. that's what's called yeah that movie apparently did pretty well and everyone's like wow these these uh these movies for adults can actually like do money who who'd have thought you know that it's like that wasn't the model of uh of the filmmaking industry for decades before the blockbuster thing and the superhero movies took over everything (laughs) who would have thought that there was a you know value in having diverse programming in your uh in your movie theaters that's that's crazy uh but i don't know i i i'm still in in you know pessimist mode i I don't think a uh, a decent showing for a man called otto is going to convince the studios (laughs) to stop doing what they're doing and uh and then you know go back to more diverse programming in the movie theaters it's uh you know we're, we're, we're not quite there well uh, i do think there is yeah. some hope in that like the streaming industry seems to be kind of realizing that they're not a viable for that long <laughs> that's true yeah streaming so, makes no money so they're they're trying to, i don't know they're gonna go scrounging back to theatrical I, I guess just to try to make their money but uh more people need to go to the movies if, if yeah. that's going to be the uh, yeah, I mean, and look at being Steven. There's been a lot of people talking about this, like big names in the movie industry, like Steven Spielberg. I mean, this sometimes he takes talks in like hyperbole. Hyperbole is that the word? Yeah, yeah. If you have right. you ever like listened to interviews with him, but he said something like Tom Cruise saved the movie industry because oh, of yeah, Top, yeah, Gun yeah, Maverick, Top Gun and, Top Gun and like that movie did do great, and Tom Cruise held that movie for like two years to and didn't and wouldn't let them. Uh, put it on streaming like yeah, during right. the pandemic time like the movie was in the yeah. can it was done like but that's he true. was like so adamant and then you see a movie like like christopher nolan's tenant that just got like it just got destroyed like yeah. because of like the time that they 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 got it in the theaters but they released it during the pandemic yeah it was purely <laughs> it was, purely timing for for tenant i think i right, mean but, uh, but exactly I, like why couldn't yeah. they just hold maybe they hold that one like that movie could have done way better and yeah, you'd think. Well, it was a, it, it was, the, there's no way to know until you try it. And I think Christopher Nolan was like, we want to try to get this thing out there, gives people something to do, maybe was his thought process. But the, uh, there, there was a lot going against that idea. People still weren't very comfortable with the idea of doing anything in public when that movie came out. Well, well sure, so but that, they, they you know. took that as a, oh, well, this, it's a, people don't want to go to the theater problem and like streaming is just what you have to do and right then you have a movie like top gun maverick that comes out which does like crazy huge numbers and then avatar right after it did like giant numbers too that's true that's true it it shows that that still is there so it's i don't know and then you i mean how, how much venture capital can you continue to lose on these streaming sites with yeah. their shows that get canceled after a season or two until it you realize that maybe we need to like figure out a way to make make some money on uh, the stuff that we're investing millions in it is the question it is the question indeed uh but you know we're, we're all, all we can do is just observe what the situation is you know there's really no way to predict the future on this one i think there's uh there's some trends in some weird directions but at the end of the day you know I'm I'm still kind of like whatever comes next for for art and entertainment in the movie industry I know I'm not going to like it. Uh 
So <laughs> we're, yeah. we're never going to go back to the good old days, I don't think. But at least movies like Marlowe can still get made and uh, put into theaters. Uh, that's a joke. One of the funny, Joe, you told me, so after, I mean, Marlowe Marlo was horrible. We, did, we, t- we talked about that one last week. You Mediocre film. Yeah, you can go to our review of, of Marlowe. Oh, yeah, Marlowe. Uh, like from last week. But at, at your recommendation, I, uh, I actually am reading Farewell, My Lovely. Oh, are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's the second of the Raymond Chandler, uh, Philip Marlowe stories. Um, and yeah, that, that, that guy was a, a master of structural storytelling. Like he, but no, he I mean, has I, so I'm everything very, put into I'm just, place. Yeah, I, I, I no doubt, but I'm very early on, but just the way he like crafts a sentence is just really... Oh, like, isn't it great? Yeah, it's, it's, it's just, just really great. Like you, he could be just, he's just, just describing like the way someone is dressed and you just get like a perfect picture of somebody in your yeah. head. And it's yeah. just, it's really uh, very, uh, very cool. You can see why... Raymond Chandler's novels were such like fertile ground for classic films uh with with that character because like you you're you're reading the book and I guarantee that like the movie producers of the time are like oh man we we got to get the rights to this one you know because it's just like it's a sure thing like it's just right there it's all in the it's all in the book and Chandler himself was a screenwriter too um or at least like I mean he worked on plenty of screenplays like Double Indemnity and stuff so yeah, it was, it was great stuff. Great stuff. Uh, so the movie Marlowe does not do justice to the uh, the Raymond Chandler character or his novels or his writing. So uh, you know, regardless of what we thought of Marlowe, you know, definitely uh, definitely check out some of the the classics. But you know, that's that's that. Today is kind of a weird one because I haven't seen anything in a while, um, other than Decision to Leave. I watched it again over the weekend, as I said. Still great. Favorite movie of last year. It's streaming, I think, on Amazon right now, actually, for not that much money. So if you're looking for something that's just, you know, certified good time at the movies or at the couch, uh, you know, definitely watch that. <laughs> you know, that's kind of, and that's going to be my main recommendation. And I'll like keep talking about that. Like a real movie, you know? Yeah, like it's and, just, yeah it's a real just, movie. Just, you know, just re- everything about it. It's just so yeah, good. It's just, yeah, it's an honorable film. You know, it's a it's it's a a a film that has a lot of dignity. You know what I mean? It's like that's that's a real film right there. Uh, yeah, you'll have a great time. Anyway, uh, so I I haven't seen anything but that. That's that is my highest recommendation. Connor, I know you've been to the movies for a couple of random things here and there. I kind of want to get Cocaine Bear out of the way quickly. Yeah, well, or, I mean, or speaking, at least first, speaking of honorable movies, um, because I've seen so much about cocaine bear and because it's marketing is like it's everywhere i can't get away from cocaine bear and all i all i can think when i see it is like i'm just like oh god i don't, I don't want to see this it's like it's like <laughs> such a like it's that's the kind of stupid concept that somebody would be like well wouldn't it be crazy if it was like a bear that was on cocaine so I, like the the best comparison that i've seen from people is like it's like snakes on a plane where it's like they're trying to make like the bad movie on purpose type thing, but you can't really do that, or else it just kind of comes off as like really cringe. And like they're, 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 you can't be like in on the joke of that kind of thing because the 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 appeal of the bad movie and like this the stupid ridiculous movie is like the the fact that the people making it were probably earnest about it. There's there's like some something kind of mean about enjoying a bad movie, and if you just make a bad movie. Then you just make a bad movie, um, 
But there's there's more to it than that. I think the humor style just is again just like really really lame, at least to me. That that's the impression I've gotten. I hadn't I have not seen this movie. I have read some reviews that have given me the impression that it's a much like like kind of a grosser, more awful movie than uh, the the trailers maybe let on. Um, but I I don't know. Mm-hmm. Connor, you you tell me what you think because you actually saw this. I did. Yeah, I, I did. I mean. It was an hour and 35 minutes. I had to kill a little bit of time before I was uh, meeting my girlfriend for for uh, dinner. Uh, so this worked out perfectly. It was like right right on time. It was a packed theater sure. for this one. Of course. Um, like, like, like I said, you couldn't avoid the marketing for this one. It was, it was going to be a success no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was also directed by Elizabeth Banks, who people seem to to enjoy yeah uh, normal people don't know actors though that's you know, well i don't know i think elizabeth banks is a is a known enough i guess person. she's known but i think that at the end of the day that people are seeing this because they see oh a bear on cocaine that sounds wacky uh yeah and it, i mean yeah. it is, it is kind of wacky it, it it's you know i i don't know i mean I didn't really think it was that that great but it's not as bad as like a snakes on a plane kind of level thing and i think it's an interesting comparison um to 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 do that one i mean i and i i get it It, i mean it's it's the movie is literally exactly what you think it is it's just a a bear that that uh is 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 on cocaine and then going kind of berserk goes crazy it goes crazy yeah yeah so that's it i mean there's a lot there's a lot of characters uh it was my impressions were it, it was nice to see uh, you know Ray Liotta again, who is yeah. kind of like the the bad guy in it's this. Crazy doing... that this is like his last thing, right? Yeah, I mean I think that was honestly is. the real reason that I wanted to see it is I wanted yeah. to see Ray Liotta again. He gives a good Ray Liotta performance. He doesn't he doesn't phone it in that much, and even if he does phone it in, I just think he has that kind of presence to like still be good. <laughs> what a what a bummer it is, man, that he he passed away so recently. He was not that old either. It was so no. out of nowhere and it was like, man, there was like an infinite number of incredible performances that guy would have given in other things uh for for the rest of time. Like I was just thinking about the uh, the Sopranos thing that like most people did not like but Ray Liotta in that was like so awesome. He was so good. No, like, Ray Liotta is this like fantastic. sinister like like guy. <laughs> it's just a great performance. He had this like this very very intense like like air to him in in his like like kind of late period stuff. I like, remember like Marriage Story too, when he played the lawyer. Um, yeah, like he, right. he just he, he was so intense. Like he had this like he was just a scary guy. Well, he brought that with every role yeah. though that he yeah. had. Like that that he yeah. that he did. Like he just yeah. was was great, and he was great in this too. I, I mean, I was I enjoyed every scene with him, and he's wearing like a like a goofy like brown leather jacket with sunglasses mm-hmm. and everything, and mm-hmm. long hair. It's like so it's like a silly look, but he still is like all intense. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> no, I like, and then there were some character actors that that I like in. Uh, in it also the uh uh what's his name isaiah whitlock jr uh was was in this one i, I he, he's he's an actor that pops in to uh mm-hmm. to a lot of things and he, he plays like the the cop in uh in this one but he's he's been in a bunch of stuff that i that i've that i've liked uh uh carrie russell is in this also i mean she's fine yeah. playing playing the the mom jesse tyler ferguson is the the modern family actor and then also uh the guy who who played the 
the the the big wildling with the with the red beard is uh is in it You're doing like a goofy role what, what oh I, yeah that guy i don't know his in, name uh, in uh but whatever the game in game of thrones that, that guy i liked him in game of thrones and and he was uh yeah, he was in this too. To, to, you know, it was good. Good to see him. Also, uh, it seems a, like some... this is a it's a this is a movie all about seeing people that you're happy to see. Yeah, you know, I mean, more, I mean, more than the, anything. The, the thing, yeah. that, the annoying thing about it is that it's just it's a big CGI bear that that never it doesn't look like a big CGI bear. Yeah, and of course, it, nothing it, to do about that. And it kind of like like is stupid to 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 see. Yeah, yeah. C- CGI animals are tough, man. I feel like there's like there's never a situation where there's a CGI animal where it looks good. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess in like some context, it doesn't bother you as much. But remember, like the cat in a, a Man Called Otto. I don't think it was mostly CGI, but I think that there was a couple of shots where they had to have a cat do specific things, and it was a CGI cat. That I may be wrong, but I think it was, and it looked really bad. Yeah. Um, and uh, then there's the three billboards deer, the CGI deer, infamous mm-hmm. CGI deer. There's something um, about the CGI, like, I guess yeah. for a movie like this, it works a little better than those those movies. But it, because it's, you know, this is like a silly-ish thing, but it's still just kind of, I, I don't know. It, it just doesn't look good any, anymore. And you can just like, yeah, I don't d- know. see it. I, I don't know. I don't remember CGI like bothering me as much. It's just that we're older now. But I, I don't think it, maybe that's just general audiences. Like, like, like everybody is just kind of realizing they're so used to CGI that it just looks like clearly not real. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's just CGI animals. There's something, there's something in particular about CGI animals that's really like unsettling. I don't, I don't know exactly what it is. Um, but like, and, and like people will say things like, you know, bears exist in real life. Why didn't you just get a bear? And you, you gotta be like, well, <laughs> well, you, you just could, you, you want, yeah. you want to film a, a real bear <laughs> with, with like yeah. actors next to the bear. Are you out of your mind? Like right, there's no could. other way and, to and, make and this stuff, movie. Right. The stuff yeah. that happens in the movie, like there's, there's just no, there's no way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's, there's, there's literally like no other way to make this. So like, I don't, I don't know what you, what you do, but. I just don't think the technology is there to give us like and it doesn't have to be like you know like I I don't think that a cocaine bear will would be a better movie if the bear looked more real you know no exactly think, yeah, and that's true too I mean yeah. I, what I was my my general impression of cocaine bears it, it it it's not great but for an hour and a half of your time it does have a couple of sniff laughs that'll be in there it's got some over the top like gore which is kind of played for like comedy and okay. it kind of it kind of works at some okay. bit but overall the story is very just not that that great and it kind of sure kind of kind of thin but i mean i, I certainly well, I mean, was you, not you, uh yeah. yeah i i would not be going to cocaine bear expecting a story that was going to move me no, uh, but it, and it's also not like extremely extremely funny or anything like that too. So yeah, that that's kind of the that thing either. that that I I was like. What, so what is this movie? Is it? Fu- it's not funny. It's clearly not going to be serious. So what is it? It's just it's kind of funny. That's that's the impression I get. It's like some sometimes it's kind of funny, and there's a lot of people that you like in it. Yes, so, you know. And that's it. Uh, well, you know, it doesn't sound like a horrible way to spend an hour. And, and you know, it's sometimes really sometimes that's enough. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. I mean, it wasn't enough for Marlo because Marlo definitely did have a lot of people that I like to see, but they, uh, I, I don't know, they, 
their their yeah. hearts weren't in it or, or the director did a bad job directing them i don't know yeah all right let's i move can't on stop to thinking one. about marlo i'm sorry you, you have to stop <laughs> <laughs> all right let's move on to another one sure right. i'll right, give you so one another... more because we don't have a lot of time left okay uh knock at the cabin Knock at the cabin. I, I feel like uh, me and Kyle have been talking about seeing this for weeks, but we're, I mean, it's already at this point, like it's been too long, you know, and maybe it's still possible to see it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I want to see this in the new M. Night Shyamalan movie. Like, how would you not yeah. want to see Knock at the Cabin? Yeah, and I think you still should. And this is another one. Great, great runtime, hour and 40 minutes. Like, just it's nice. Doesn't doesn't overstay. It's welcome. You get everything that you, that you want out of it. Uh, and, you know, I'll keep this like, light spoiler ish free uh so you know you guys can watch it and you know if you're looking for the spoilers uh, you know you know whatever look uh, elsewhere yeah, so i'll read the uh the description while vacationing a girl and her parents are taken hostage by armed strangers who demand that the family make a choice to avert the apocalypse yes so that's in the trailer too so yep. basically yep. it's uh you know Dave Batista and his his gang of misfits, his, his who gang of misfits show up including at, Rupert Grint, including uh, yeah, the, including Rupert yeah. Grint, yeah. yeah. So Rupert Grint is now in one of M Night Shyamalan's guys, and I, I do think that M Night Shyamalan is is kind of he doesn't quite have like an ensemble thing, but he does find people that he likes, and he he'll sure he'll yeah. use them like again and again. Like he he was in Rupert Grint was also in another in in the TV series that. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan did called Servant. Oh, uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he's also in that. And then there's another one of uh, the cast from, uh, you know, in the Dave Bautista's gang of, of misfits. Was, the the uh, lady from Old is, is in, yes, in there, yeah. right? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Nikki Amuka Bird. Yeah, she, okay. was, she, was, okay. she was from Old. Like, she's she's back in this one. Uh yeah, so you know he he kind of brings back people and uses them, which I think is kind of kind of works. Uh, but this is like good top tier Shyamalan. Like you're never gonna get like some masterfully perfectly executed thing all the way through, but it's enough. It has an engage enough of an engaging idea that you'll that'll keep you through it and keep you well engaged. The mm -hmm, dialogue mm -hmm. is can be like goofy at times, and the pacing can be kind of strange. But that the the strangeness for for M Night like it kind of works like it's almost it's like his voice. <laughs> yeah, you know? he's carved like, that out especially like over the last couple of movies that he made because the, the like the 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 infamous thing with Shyamalan early in his career was like is he the next Spielberg because you know the Sixth Sense and like Unbreakable were seen as these like like at least relatively intelligent blockbuster type crowd-pleasing movies so on a similar level to spielberg and then he kind of tanked right after that and made a bunch of like like stuff that people thought was real stupid yeah. um and now people th kind of think his stuff is stupid but also kind of good um and so it's, it, he's he's kind of like carved out that niche now where I mean, he's it's good stupid he's, he's taken is. seriously as an auteur by a lot of people now which is very fascinating um, and I think it's a good thing, you know, because he, he certainly does have his uh, his own thing, you know. Nobody makes movies quite like he does. No, no, he doesn't. But he's also very good at finding these, like, actors who just give these, like, great, strong performances. Like, I don't know if he's done a movie with Dave Bautista before, but 
but Dave Bautista like, is the best character in this one. And and mm-hmm. he is mm-hmm. like low key an actor that I really enjoy. Just at any time I see him in in things, he gives these like just goofy performances. And I think he does he's better than these other just like big muscular dudes who just mm-hmm. show up in things like your John Cena's or your The Rock. He gives these like nuanced performances that I think are kind of fun. Sure. Like in this one yeah. is definitely that where he's he's like the one who is the most committed out of this like group that they have to give this task to this family or mm-hmm, else mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the world is going to end and sure. it's such a weird creepy performance that you're not sure of, like like a weird earnestness or like is he is he is he duping them and you still don't really know for a very long portion of the movie mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. so which i think really works and i think his performance does add to a, a lot of it but the performances are all good in it and i sure, think it, sure. good inventive filmmaking the creepiness it does remind i mean it's it's very Shyamalan. you know like you know it's an m Night Shyamalan movie when you watch it right away mm-hmm. yeah just from I, like I the, the, even uh, though, like the news stuff that happens on the on the tv screen like it, it just it just feels like it i was kind of sold as soon as i saw like what dave bautista's wearing in that like that that scene in the trailer where he's got like this buttoned up shirt like short sleeve buttoned up shirt and like the the glasses and he just he looks like a like a nerd but like, yes. like it's dave bautista but he like, still I'm has sold. like all of it because he's yeah. dave bautista he still has all of his like tattoos and everything down his yeah arms, exactly so it's, it's like, like this is such a weird looking character yeah it's like what <laughs> so, what an interesting char- guy this he must have been yeah and he's <laughs> yeah so I, I was all about lived. it yeah no question. Uh, definitely will at some point see this. Uh, but then again, I did say that about Glass, and I never got around to seeing it. Did but you not it, see it, that? Yeah, I never saw Glass. Uh, you know, Split Split was good, and uh, I was all, all on board for for whatever he did after Split in the the Split universe, Unbreakable universe, whatever. Uh, Glass, was so, Glass was okay. It was a bit of a letdown, but I'm gl- but I am glad that they got to make something to kind of cap off that little trilogy i guess after the fact trilogy especially with with, when you hear about what's going on with bruce willis right now like oh sure that's got to be one of his last like performances in a like real like real performances like he's done a yeah yeah in a a real movie but like he's he's obviously done a bunch of junk but like he did all that because he wanted to make a bunch of money before like his dementia like you know it took over. It's like it's it's eventually an extremely sad story. Yeah, all the stuff that happened, Bruce Willis. Um, so yeah, that's got to be like one of his last like major major roles. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, and he was still, and he was like, he was good in it, and it, it just it, it like I don't know. Now thinking back to that to that movie in like retrospect, I wish it was just better, <laughs> and they did yeah, his character yeah. like more justice in in that movie. Just sure. like now thinking, just what you know just where where it is now like i mean because he's such an iconic actor like there was there was a time that bruce willis was the biggest star in the world like yeah he he had he had a following in like all sorts all sorts of other foreign countries too that he was the the favorite actor like he was mr movie star man and like now you know to it's it's just it's just so, so sad because he is very young also yeah, he's 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 not a uh, super old guy. So yeah, it's a bummer. But we all love Bruce Willis, uh, and I, we'll all love his his excellent body of work. 
very interesting body of work, especially in like the 90s and like 2000s. Like that, that guy did some very, very good movies uh, beyond even just like the, the super well-known action stuff that he did. He was a very good actor. Um, but, you know, I think that's all we got today. I don't, I don't, I don't think there's enough time for, for really talking about anything else. But would you recommend Knock at the Cabin, Connor? You're going to be telling people to go, uh, go check this one out, even though it's probably out of theaters by now. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. You'll have a great time. M. Night. You can't, you can't go wrong with M. Night. Well, you definitely can go wrong with M. Night. Uh, but you, not, not with this one, according to Connor. Uh, all right. So I guess that's it for us today. We will see you guys next week. We got to be getting close to the Oscars, right? Like, it's got to be coming up. I don't know when it is. Uh, we'll, we'll find out, like, the week of, probably. And then we'll do our, uh, our Oscar cast. But until then, uh, yeah, I guess we'll see what happens next. Everybody have a lovely morning, and we'll see you next week.